How many members would your gym need if each one paid you $432 a month? Now I can hear social media, no one will pay that, no one will pay that. Kelly, do you think a gym can earn $200, $300, or even $400 per member per month? Easily, absolutely. Uh Aha, will you tell us how you did it? Yeah, so we increased our rates last year. So we increased our rates by $10 per member, which is not a significant amount for each client. And that gave us an additional $1,200 or $1,000 a month. We added kids classes to our schedule. We added personal training and we're starting now to incorporate some small group personal training into our weekly schedules. Okay, so you've got a whole bunch of cool stuff there. Rate increase, kids classes, personal training. We're going to dig into that. This is Run a Profitable Gym. My name is Mike Morgan, and I talk to the best gym owners in the world every single month to help you run a better business. Please hit subscribe wherever you are watching or listening. Now, Kelly Lorenz, she runs Form in Marblehead, Massachusetts, and she's here to talk about ARM, which is Average Revenue Per Member Per Month. It's a key business metric. Everyone on Two Brains November leaderboard was above $400. The top number? $800, if you can believe that. Now, not everyone at the gym is paying 800 bucks. Some are paying less, some are paying more, but the point is the average is $800. What's a good first target? I'll throw one at you, $205. But you can definitely move beyond that. Kelly has done it and we're going to dig in. So Kelly, talk to me first. How has this ARM number changed for you over time? As a you know personal uh, story, mine was low. Like when it was like $113, $115, something like that when I started my gym, I knew my rates were way too low in 2013. It took me till like 2018, 19 to raise them with the help of a two-brain mentor. And then things started to go much better, but I, I started really low. How has your number changed? Well, we started low as well because I opened the gym on March 1st of 2020. And then 13 days later, had to close the gym. Yeah. What was happening in 2020? <laughs> <laughs> So I had, I, I had come from a photography background and I had no idea what I was doing. So we started doing classes online and outside. And I think my average revenue per member was probably, I don't know, $50 at that time or 50 to $75, something like that. Um, once we were allowed to come back in, we started branching out different classes and some personal training. So we added personal training to our schedule. Um, and that increased, we, we offered um, hybrid personal training. So we did some group classes and some personal training for each client that was interested in doing both. And that raised their arm incredibly. Yeah. So you've gone from like 50 to 70 bucks to north of 400 in like four, less than four years. Yeah. We also opened a second studio in our building. I took over two Unfortunately, another business had gone out of business during COVID. So I swooped in there. And so um, we just kept expanding with the new classes that we added. And then um, we, we, yeah, we just kept expanding and we are where we are now. Um, we just kept adding value to each members. Uh-huh. Um, That's a big one. I'm going to dig into the exact ways you did that, but give me the 411 on your business. What's your, you hinted a little bit about where you started and what you're doing. Give me like the, you know, what's your ideal client? What are you selling? How much space have you got staff? Like just the quick rundown of what your business is. Yeah. So we are in a very small town, about 20,000 people, but it's a very affluent town. Compare it to Nantucket. 
in that it's just, it's a beautiful beach coastal city or town, but it's small and it's very difficult to get in and out of the town. So if there is something really great in it within our town, people will come to it. Um, they don't like to leave. <laughs> so we started with just me and like two other instructors or three other instructors. And now we've grown in, in one studio. And now we've grown to about 10 different instructors in two different studios. We are, we started out mainly group classes. So small group classes, anywhere between like 10 and 20 people, give or take on average. We've decided we've since branched out and added value to each client's membership using different, you know, strategies like personal training or small group personal training or kids classes. Okay. So that's pretty cool. So I love that. It's like your, your town's like the mob, you know, once you get in, you can't get out, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I, love, I love it. It's so good. You want to stay. So let's, I want to ask about kids last, but tell me about the first things you said where you're adding value through like changing from a group class model and even a rate increase. Talk to me about those two things. And then we're going to get into kids stuff after that, because I know you've got a really cool thing going on there. Yeah. So we, um, well, I joined two brain two or three years ago, I, I, maybe two years ago. I can't remember. And I just started, I, Jolene is my mentor and I just started very slowly incorporating all of the things that two brain told me to do. So they encouraged me to raise my rates because they were too low for, especially for where we are. And so I increased everybody's rates by $10 and nobody said anything. They, in fact, I got, thank you for all that you do for us. Um, so that, that increased their arms significantly. And then I started to notice that different people had different goals that they were working on so that they weren't able to necessarily concentrate on in the small groups. So via my mentor at Two Brain, um, she, Jolene kind of worked with me and taught me how to start incorporating small group personal training, as well as personal training one-on-one. And that the one-on-one personal training has been really valuable to our clients. I also, it took me about two years to get on board with the on-ramp sessions in my gym. And I have finally started to offer on-ramp. That was a scary one for me. And I'm still probably not charging what I should charge, but little baby steps here. That's okay. You know how to raise your rates now if you need to. I do. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's interesting because we had a similar thing where I started group classes, right? Hmm, excuse me, group classes. And I didn't think that there was anything else. Group classes were the best thing ever. And we put everyone in, it's an economical rate and away we go. And I didn't realize, first of all, that I was hurting my business because I wasn't taking it enough per person. I got into financial trouble, had to call two brain. But then on the other end of it, I also didn't realize that my clients would have probably got better results if I had said, Hey, you can book a personal training to work on this thing that you want, or maybe you don't want group classes. You would just like personal training so we can focus 100% on you. When we started adding that, average revenue men, remember, average revenue per member went up. And this is not uncommon. I've talked to so many gym owners. The second they start adding specialized services, they realize many of their clients actually want that. And then additional people outside in the community really want that and maybe just that or a combination of group and personal training. So that must have been your experience, I'm guessing. And did you see when you start adding this stuff in, you said the, the average revenue per member number started to move quickly? Yeah, it started to increase significantly. And that was really cool. Yeah, it's it's hard to ask for such a, you know, a lot of money. And so I'm trying to get my brain around like recognizing that we actually have a lot of value to offer our clients. And so it's just kind of like a, a mind game, really. I recorded a show about this yesterday and it was another person on a leaderboard and 
her name was Michaela Munsterman. And she said, I asked her the same question. She gave me a really cool exercise. And gym owners, check this out. She said, if you're worried about your value, write down everything you do and actually write down the, the service you provide and everything that you do and all the effort that you put in and then look at it and ask yourself, is it really worth $100? And if you do that, you're That's probably cool. going to look at, isn't that cool? I thought it was such a cool way to frame it. And she said, when I looked at that, I realized I was undercharging. I was hurting myself. I was hurting my staff. I was hurting my clients essentially because, you know, I was underpricing everything. It wasn't the right thing to do. So that's a cool exercise. Write down what you do and the value that you deliver and then ask yourself if the rate that you charge is right. And in many cases it isn't because gym owners are very prone to undercharging, not overcharging. I want to know about kids programs. So this is this is like adding personal training in individual semi-private stuff that works so well. And we've known that I've talked to so many gym owners, talk to me about kids programs, because this is an obvious one, but not a lot of gym owners do really well with it. Yeah. So this is, I come from a teaching background. So a bazillion years ago, I was an elementary school teacher. And so kids have always been my passion. And when we went through the pandemic, I needed extra income. And so Families were allowed to hang out with each other, but no one else, right? So we created a group called Mini Roadrunners, where mothers and our caretakers and children, so mothers and daughters basically, could go running outside with us. So we did like a loop around town and um, generated business through that, um, as well as getting kids moving during the pandemic. So through that, we, you know, we had a lot of contacts. A lot of our parents or a lot of our members have kids. And so with the um, affinity marketing, right, that Two Brain encourages us to do, we go to our clients and say, what, who else in your family can benefit from this? Who else do you know that can benefit from moving their bodies regularly? And so I had parents calling me or, you know, texting me or emailing me, emailing me, asking me, because right now there's a break between organized sports in our town. So the you know, there's nothing in, from December until March. So we um, we decided to do a 10-week 10 program for 7th and 8th graders and then for ninth graders. And we charged $408 for the 10 weeks. Um, they come twice a week. And that just skyrocketed our arm at that point. Wow. So that's an interesting one because at every gym, there are our parents. Those parents have kids. And those kids always need something to do. And parents are always looking for great activities and ways to get their kids off the Xbox and and moving, right? Every, it's true in every single gym. Yet many gyms, and we saw this in our state of the industry data, many gyms don't make a huge dent in kids pro, with kids programs, programs, even though they're such a home run and they're right there in front of you. So you said, I'm just going to try and recap this for listeners. You said you just simply went to your clients and said, who else can I help? And then you carry the momentum from your 2020 pandemic program to get kids and parents moving. And you use that to grow a sizable kids program that just crushed it in this last month. Is that right? Or what am I missing here? No, that's exactly right. That's exactly what we did. We had parents just calling us, you know, because they've heard, they had heard about our previous mini roadrunners and they, you know, they work out with us every day and they're like, we, it's, it's important, you know, true to our name, which is form, we're very, very um, insistent that people are moving properly within our space so that they can avoid injury, obviously. And so we want to teach kids how to do that, too, because they're constantly moving, right? But we want to teach them how to do it properly so that they can go into their teen years and their, you know, just with that great foundation. So you mentioned affinity marketing listeners. That is the code word for using your current clients to get other clients. And it's as simple as saying, who else in your life could benefit from my service or something along those lines? Kelly did it. 
with with a specific you know aspect looking at kids right and all of a sudden she's got a kids program i did the same thing we put up a kids program instantly sold out at my gym because parents need things for their kids to do and they're only too happy to bring them into an environment where they have a trusted coach and they know they're having a great time that was us that's kelly yeah and it's a no-brainer it's such an easy sell if you do it maybe you might need a kid's training credential or something like that but those are easy enough to pick up brand x is a preferred provider that does a great job but there are many ways that you can get a credential to work with kids and then once you're doing it you're giving them a lifelong love of movement and fitness and so forth it's kind of a win for everyone and how great is it when you have parents and kids working out at the same time let me ask you this when you priced your kids program how did you do that because many gym owners think kids programs should be priced way too low especially when you look at the cost of competing in sports or cheerleading or any of these other after-school programs to be honest with you, we were charged previously when we had a four, we, we've done four week programs before and we charge $99 for four weeks, one day a week. Um, and then I just kind of priced it out, um, with Jolene and presented it to, to her and said, is this a good price? <laughs> you know, to pay, be able to pay my coach a, a great wage as well. Cause we do the four nights model with them. And then, you know, we just priced it out. This was going to be two, two days a week for, for, um, 10 weeks. I love it. So you ran it past a mentor. Yeah. It's like $20 a class. Mm -hmm. And there you go. And you ran it past a mentor. You made sure that you were covering your expenses. And the cool thing you mentioned four ninths models listeners, that is when you pay a coach four ninths, 44% of a program's revenue. That means that the coach is not a cost. The coach is tied to revenue. And in the best cases, these coaches actively generate more revenue, which means that as the program grows, your business grows, but the coach also earns a better wage. And so we'll see coaches not earning just $20 per class, but earning 60, 70, $80 per hour because they've got this four ninths model in place. So it is a really, really cool way for you to pay a coach and build your, build your business at the same time. Did your coach Kelly uh, or coaches, did you, did they see, you know, pretty good hourly rates out of this? Absolutely. One of my coaches is a former collegiate lacrosse player. So she's like very sought out in our town. So um, yeah, she's definitely making a great hourly wage for this. Okay. I love it. I'm going to ask you now specifically, you mentioned affinity marketing. How are there other ways that you acquire high value clients? Like do you do any advertising or how do you get these people in your gym at a high average revenue per member? We definitely do paid ads on Facebook. I haven't dialed those in properly enough yet because they're not great leads for us, but it's getting our name out there. We also are very active in our community. So we we did a lot of things during the pandemic um, to incorporate families and getting them movement. Um, we sponsor different town events that we have. We get out there and move with people when there's races in the town. So we're just very active in our community and talking with people and getting ourselves out there. And, you know, we kind of just go with our our biggest value is you know, tied to Chris's value, to Coop's value, which is to just help people help first. So we will, will, you know, be in a coffee shop and talk to people and we're just, you know, word of mouth. Yeah. And so make local available. network. Oops. Sorry. Say that again. All right, no, I'm sorry. Um, we just make ourselves available to converse, to have conversations throughout the day. So you're, you're local networking. And so that's an extension of infinity marketing. One of the, the things that Chris uh, has recommended is that you just like grab a bunch of coffee and head to the business across the parking lot or next door or whatever, and just say, Hey, I run the gym over there. Here's some coffee for your staff. How's your day going? See where the conversation goes, right? You may or may not get a client out of it, but at the very least that business is going to know that you're an awesome person and you're friendly and they're going to know you run a gym. Have you done something like that? Yeah, we, um, I don't bring coffee, but I go to the stores and I buy things. <laughs> <laughs> this is this works yeah yeah i support them i i shop locally and i you know they know who we are because it's a very small town and mm -hmm. i will go to the stores and i tell my husband as part of my marketing 
budget. But it is. And my wife has had the same experience. She, we're in a small town of maybe 10 or 13,000, something like that. And I think she knows half of the small business owners because she goes in and supports them. And especially the active living stores. So like, you know, ski and snowboard stores and like active living, hiking, paddling, those kind of things. They know her. And so that's great when someone's like, oh, I'd like to lose some weight in that store. They say, go see my wife. In a small community, you can make a huge impact like that. And again, I'll reference uh, Michaela Munsterman, who I spoke to yesterday. She literally makes up uh, I believe it was homemade salsa or she'll do uh, sourdough cinnamon rolls and she'll take them to local businesses and she'll stop in and start talking. And her market is specifically medical exercise. So she's the transition between a care provider, like a physiotherapist or even a doctor and out of that care providing situation. So she's that transition where they're not quite ready for just general, apparently healthy activities. There's a medical component here and she approaches those businesses with specific gifts and just says, Hey, how's it going? And introduces herself. Isn't that neat? Yeah, that's really cool. I kind of wanted cinnamon buns after I spoke to her. Hundred <laughs> <100%. laughs> percent. So, so ads. You said you use them a little bit, but you don't. You haven't got them quite dialed in. But it sounds like you're growing and doing okay without them. So when they start moving and get you the leads you want, you're probably going to be in a very good spot, I would guess. Yeah, yeah. We're 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 in a really cool spot. It's it's humbling. <laughs> wow, and it's a neat it's a neat combo because advertising is important, but advertising. Like those are essentially cold leads. Even if you get the very best leads from an ad, they're still colder than your client's brother, sister, child, parent, right? So when you, let me ask you this, when you, maybe not with relation to kids, obviously, but when you get a reference or referral, pardon me, from a client, how easy is that sales conversation? I'm going to guess it's pretty easy. So easy. Once we get them in our gym for the NS, for the no sweat intro, we book like Probably 99.9% of them. It's a home run. They want to sign up, right? Because someone already told them it's amazing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that cuts down on your sales time. And again, we're not saying you shouldn't advertise. You definitely probably need to do something like that at some point. But there are a number of different funnels. Two Brain teaches four. One of them is advertising. The other three don't involve spending a ton of money. They're referrals and contacts, social media, stuff like that. Let me ask you this. Are there any simple add-ons you have in your business that drive up air? I mean, I'm talking things like you know, renting lockers, apparel sales, supplements, anything like that? Yeah, so we have a little. I do. I started doing pre-orders for, um, you know, swag with our our logos on them, so sweatshirts and sweatpants, stuff like that. We also have, you know, like protein, like the little protein sticks and element. What's the word? Electrolytes. You know oh, yeah, those yeah. Kind of things. Um, you know, little little add-ons like that. But no. And we just had a call in Tinker yesterday about um, about this and people selling protein powder. We're not a CrossFit gym and we don't have a bunch of dudes in there, you know, crushing their protein powder every day. Mm. So we're trying to figure out how to increase that a little bit more. But um, we do like a little retail area where we sell local things from local stores, that kind of Ooh. stuff. I, what a great way to build a connection, right? Hey, can I sell some of your soap in my store in my store or something like that, right? And again, retail is not always a huge thing in gyms, right? A lot of gyms, like there are some, like say in uh, Hawaii, Las Vegas destination places, they make a ton of money off t-shirt sales because everyone wants that, you know, local flavor. The places where I was weren't really destinations and a lot of places are like that, but still tackling on five or 7% in retail sales. Why not? Why not do that? And the other thing is this. Yeah, you'll take it, right? It's a little bit extra. And the thing is this, if you're not selling supplements or anything like that, your clients are probably going to buy them somewhere. And why not get the good ones from you with the right advice and the help first mentality than going to the mall where the dude is like, you need all this stuff and you need to take twice as much as the recommended, you know, that kind of thing, right? Yeah. Apparel, everyone loves apparel. And the big tip here, gym owners, is reorder. Do not stock excess apparel or lose all your income because you've got unsold bad sizes or, you know, weird styles. 
get a simple apparel order pre-order, get only what you need, maybe like four extra of the most popular size, sell it and you'll make money. I lost money on apparel for a decade until I started doing yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you this as we close this out. I always hear it. I see on social media, whenever two billion posts something like this, $300, $400 average revenue per member. It's impossible. I could never do that. Can you give me a couple of baby steps? Because you started at 50 or 70 bucks. What are some baby steps that a gym owner could do right now if they're at that level to start moving toward your level? And let's start with the first goal, even of 205. Raise your prices, even by just $10. We have a very small studio. And so we have around 100 members, between 100 and 110 members. So even just raising $10 a month. That's so easy. You know, you get a, you get a email, you send it out, you say, you know, if you send it out in January, beginning in March, we're going to raise our, our, you know, a nice little email to let them know ahead of time. Um, and then start asking people if they would like to start adding in one or two personal session, personal training sessions a week for 30 minutes. That's an additional, you know, we, we charge $59 for 30 minutes. Um, that's nothing. That's a couple cup of cups of coffee at this point a week. And just ask them, you know, like I noticed you've been working on your planks. Do you want to continue working on that? Let's let's get you in and get you some upper body strength, that kind of thing. And just one of the things that I pride ourselves on is I'm there every day. I'm at the gym every day. I don't teach classes, but I'm at the gym. And so I know my clients. And so I can say to them, hey, I've noticed that you've been really work like working on this. Would you like to, would you like me to pair you with a trainer? And do a hybrid membership once a week, twice a week, that kind of thing. Now that Kelly, that sounds like high pressure sales. You're really, you're really grinding these people. <laughs> um, and then the other thing is goal review sessions. When we sit down with them every 90 days, which I'm really not good at, but I need to get better at, I can say, okay, you're on a starter membership. You're here two days a week. Why are you not here three days a week? I noticed that this is a priority for you. That kind of thing. Just a conversation. These are simple tactics, right? Very simple tactics. And they work if you do them. And you mentioned 90 day goal review sessions. Tuberin recommends that you meet with clients every 90 days and just ask them how things are going. And it's a great opportunity to just, you know, retain them by saying, hi, I love you. And, you know, take a picture and, you know, celebrate their successes, remind them of their successes. But it's also a great way to say, you know, if you want to move faster, we can do personal training and nutrition or whatever, whatever your service package is, and you can move them up that chain. And it's not by selling or gouging, it's by helping them achieve a goal faster. And like I said, it's, you know, Kelly's doing high pressure sales by saying, would you like some help with your planks so that you can be stronger faster? Well, yeah. Okay. Recession, right? It's pretty easy. So that's one thing. Rate increases are another one. All that increase goes to your bottom line. And again, this where inflation is crazy right now. This is a thing that business owners do have to think about, but I'll tell you this, it's best to do it with the help of a mentor. Tubrain has an exact plan. It's been tested. The language, the email, everything you do, and the support from mentor, it's all there. And all you have to do is follow the plan. And we even have percentages of calculations to help you figure out what you need to do to make your business profitable and how to do it properly. Because in some cases, if a gym is really low, they have to come up to you know a couple of steps. And we're not just going to add in a $100 rate increase, but an annual increase can be a really good thing, especially as prices rise. You said your clients, when you did that, Kelly, uh, no pushback. None. Nope. No pushback. And that was a $10 increase. Do you do it every year? No. And I, what I was going to say is I will say that if I followed the two brain methodology, if I had more courage um, to, and follow the two brain methodology, like word for word and actually in, implemented it all, my bottom line would just skyrocket. Um, it's taking me a little while to get and there. That's okay. But yeah. 
that's only one of the things you can do to increase ARM and you're finding other ways to do it. Eventually you'll circle, circle back and maybe it'll be the right time. But right now, like crushing yeah. a kid's program sounds like a pretty great way to raise ARM uh, and just sell a little bit extra to a family. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So you mentioned two ways that you do that you increase ARM. It's with that rate increase or with hybrid programs where you're attacking something else onto a package, meaning like maybe nutrition services, maybe uh, it's a personal training session, or maybe it's like a semi-private, something like that. Anything else that you think a novice gym owner might want to consider, or are those the two big ones? I think those are the two big ones. Let's leave it there. Um, then. Checking That's in perfect. with your clients. Checking in with your clients, I think, is an extra added value that um, corporate gyms don't necessarily have. If you do it, you will retain more members and your revenue will go up. That's proven in two brain data. It happens. I think the average is like something like 30% of members upgrade by about 30% in those goal reviews. I believe that's the stat. Have you seen something like you've seen something like that? Yeah. Almost every goal review session, somebody increases something. And even if they don't buy anything, they're going to see your face and you're going to solve problems and they're going to stay longer. Has your retention increased from those as well? Absolutely. So this is a no-brainer. Jim, as you take one thing from this show, consider making sure your rates are lined up with your value that you're delivering and do goal review sessions. Kelly, thanks so much for being here today. I really appreciate it. I can't wait to see what you do, uh, what you do next. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a, such an honor. You're very welcome. Are you, are you done at two locations or are you going more? I'm done. Okay. That's good. So you maximize these and away you go. I love it. Yeah. I'm old. I need to start slowing down. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It looks like you're only getting started to me, but in any case, we'll catch up with you soon. That was Kelly Lorenz. This is Run a Profitable Gym. Thanks for watching and listening. Please hit subscribe on your way out. And now here's Two Brain Founder Chris Cooper with a final message. Hey, it's Two Brain Founder Chris Cooper with a quick note. We created the Gym Owners United Facebook group to help you run a profitable gym. Thousands of gym owners just like you have already joined. In the group, we share sound advice about the business of fitness every day. I answer questions, I run free webinars, and I give away all kinds of great resources to help you grow your gym. I'd love to have you in that group. It's Gym Owners United on Facebook or go to gymownersunited.com to join. Do it today.